Y'all remember when I was talking about what iconic movies everyone and their mama seen, but somehow you haven't seen? Yes. Yeah, well, I got another one. <laughs> uh, we talked about this on a previous episode. I think Chevalier, the last ep- or two episodes ago. Hmm. I've always lived in a house with a copy of The Color Purple. <laughs> and I've never watched The Color Purple Which in I its entirety. I can't believe. That's a black staple. Look, I, I, here's the thing. It's, it's one of those things. It's, it was like a mom movie. Like, my mom would be watching it. And I'm like, I ain't want shit to do with this. Like, it's not Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. This isn't something you normally watch solo. This yeah. is like mom... One other family member, probably a sister, and you. This is like a group watch. To be fair, this is not a. I want to watch Color Purple. This is no. This is, I want to spend the rest of my day depressed <laughs> because I watch a movie where women get beat and abused and slavery and racism. This to make me hate white people more at the end of the movie. It's like right just before that weird level. Of buying a copy of Requiem for a Dream to have. <laughs> You're not gonna watch that movie again. You're not why you, you didn't want to watch you really halfway through that movie you realize you didn't want to watch this. I, I think Color it, Purple I think it can depends be on your inspiring age. though. It's 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 age. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it because I definitely have some thoughts. But do do y'all have any other uh I guess embarrassing movies you still haven't seen or it's embarrassing that you haven't seen that movie um i feel like there's a lot of big blockbusters that i just kind of missed out on because i don't go to the movie as as often as people and then once a movie is out of favor if i don't hear about it enough forget i forget about it. Yeah, yeah like there's a there was a 90 percent chance i would have never seen avatar except that Anne's parents gave us a copy of it oh it's ironic that you say that because mine is avatar i haven't seen either of them oh shit I, I say that like, okay. Do you have to have seen the first Avatar to not be interested in the second one? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so look, here's the thing. Like, you, I've had this rant before. I've had this rant for a long time. And then uh, it's one of those that started like becoming a thing on the internet. And then it became like annoying. So I stopped talking about it. But. It always bugged the shit out of me that Avatar was one of the biggest movies ever and then left such a little cultural footprint. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I really went down the rabbit hole or or I was complaining about it on Facebook. And then, like, some folks added in and then I learned some stuff and I was like, okay, well, that's why it was so huge. It was just, and I don't want to say it was lightning in the bottle because freaking 2 came out and did the same shit over again. But it, (sighs) it just managed to, like, there wasn't enough competition. Uh, China just opened up to showing more movies again, and uh, or especially sci-fi movies. And because of that lack of like sci-fi movies over there, like they ate it up. Like it was just, all these things uh, contributed to like its success, where it wasn't like it was a it was a good movie, but it wasn't a movie you really thought about after. You know, it was it was the most amazing tech demo I've ever seen. That's funny. That's what I thought it was. But it's like, beautiful, but story wise, I can't get over two specific things. Two specific things. They're not really plot holes. Why was the best person for the job a man who had no legs? Because they thought he'd appreciate the legs a bit. I don't know. They they okay. found some use for him. I don't know. So number I, two, I feel like they had a reason that they said it, in the it had movie, to be something. Maybe like, he was just a good soldier in general. But yeah. second thing, why is Sigourney Weaver still kind of hot as the blue thing? 
that's like kind of it's you gotta of, look like, into yourself for that question i was I was like this is problematic i'm gonna go take a nap <laughs> so I, I sleep this off all that shit i talked about avatar one saw avatar two <laughs> and i was like it's it's the same thing it looked like the same thing but clips. i fucking love it Hmm. <laughs> like, 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 so, like, it's like even though the movie was long as shit, I never got to the point where I'm like, I care about these characters. Oh God, how long is it? I mean, it was like two and a half, uh, oh, okay. two hours forty five minutes, something like that. And then the second one, even though it was like was thirteen years later, like I, I really didn't care. I didn't care going up. I was just like, man, I'm gonna watch this movie because I'm gonna watch this movie. And then like somehow, I think the kids. Now that they have kids involved and stuff, like, hmm. and it was more focused on them as opposed to, like, now it actually feels like a fresher story and all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. everything clicked, and I was like, yo, I love this, and it looks absolutely amazing. I am on fucking board. And, like, you know how, like, especially with big blockbusters, there's, like, that buildup to, like, that one, right, really evil character or something getting his thing and, like, getting his due, and the whole theater cheers. Like, man, I damn near, like, broke my hand clapping like when it happened and it was like i was like yo i that's when i I, like it hit me i was like yo i I really like avatar god damn and then it's not like i went out and like bought an avatar t-shirt and bought avatar figurines (laughs) like i do anime and stuff like i i still ain't talk about it but like in the moment i am fucking there and like that's the magic of that that Anyway, yeah. So, Avatar. So, so you're excited for part three coming? I, I'm gonna be in the theater. Get you a Look, get it, you a baseball well, jersey no, because, that says Avatar I, like, on the front. I didn't I didn't watch the first one because well you know around that time I was broke couldn't really go to the movies like I wanted to. So look, we'll watch it next time you come down because I want you to get the right you know I want to coach but you through it. Then I then I, <laughs> then I saw uh, what like was her name? Furious. Um. Zoe was in it, and she's not one of my favorite actresses. Like, I, she's not a person. It's because she I didn't used to claim her blackness. Is, it, is that, is that is, why? Is that what it is? That's. I mean, she, <laughs> there was a point where she wasn't. I think she does now, but she was one of those. Oh no, 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 Poppy, me no black, me no black. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but no, but she, she, she's a mediocre actress to me. Damn. And okay, like, now I got she, Holly Berry. Zoe Saldana, <laughs> Kareem does I'm not just, like. I'm just, I'm is, just, is, who, who's is, next? Lenny Kravitz's daughter? No, no okay. I, oh. I I put Holly over Zoe, but Zoe, I think her she she's gotten lucky. Wait, wait, wait. In terms of skill or in terms of hate? Skill. Okay. Right. Like I feel like she's gotten lucky because of the movies she's been she's been a part of. I think after Samuel Jackson is her for like. The movie she's been in and like total gross of those movies because she's uh-huh. just been in some high ass franchises. You know? Yeah, yeah. But no, she's just been in in big blockbuster movies. But I've always been like, man, oh, man, you you're all, you're here. You know, you you were you were you were a plot mover in uh, Drumline. That was cool. That, you <laughs> know, that that was that was cool. Hey, you so disrespectful. <laughs> And then and then and then when Nina came out, that just turned me completely off. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I watched that, <laughs> and I'm not saying that role was meant for her. No, all the all I'm going to say is that I really enjoyed the way she said "motherfucker." 
like she said like 92 times in the movie and I was laughing the whole time. But that's that's all I got to say. Okay. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, thank, thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, we're the secret group of brown kids. Who are the secret group of brown kids? It's a secret. But you might be able to find us hastily packing up our instruments in the juke joint when somebody wifed and showed up and they there the side piece and uh, our little fiddles cost way too much money to get busted up. <laughs> so we try and avoid this ass whooping that's about to happen. And my name is Tiffzilla, your host. Uh, on this podcast, I make my friends watch movies with me and talk about their feelings. And on the panel today, watch this with this dog so that he may learn about his culture. Tim. <laughs> Watch this with his plants so that they may learn about their culture. Kareem. Yep, because they are black. <laughs> My dog, he forsaked me. He got out the bed, but the cat came in and cat she said, stayed the you. whole movie. I was like, all right. Then she said, Poppy, me no black. <laughs> no, this is a musical. Uh, Yeah, they turned it into a Broadway show. And no, then... no, I mean, I mean, this, the, this version. It's class is classified as a music. There is how there's I don't, there I don't are know. songs, there were, but there they're not songs. plot-based songs. There were two songs, and the to- yeah, the songs don't progress the plot. That's like yeah, that's what the crux let, of a let, musical let me, is, let me right? Look it up, make sure I'm not I'm not lying about it. Look, so just because it's on the internet, don't make it true. There's so many little touches. Like look, this this movie you can contribute to IMDb. It does a good <laughs> job. I really enjoy it, but like. Watching it as an adult is so different because there's so many like things that you have to like dig up from context mm. that I bet are in the book. Like it's very clear there's that Suge is like affluent because of having a recording contract, but they don't put that in your face. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of things like that where you're right. You're right because like my thing is you know what? I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it because mm-hmm. I it's it's funny to be in a. Uh, every time I bring it up, I'd start laughing. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, if you haven't put it together, we're watching the color purple this week. <laughs> I think we've said it like five times, but yeah. Uh, you keep digging, Korean. Uh, I'm going to keep going. So if you don't know, <laughs> a black Southern woman struggles to find her identity after suffering abuse from her father and others for four decades. That's why this movie's so long. Four decades. Funny, every time I brought it up, like starting with you, you're like, ain't that movie nine hours? <laughs> I brought it up to like some other people, like, this is what we're doing this week. And they're like, ain't that movie three hours? <laughs> so I started watching it last night, right? And then I dozed off, not because of the movie, just because I'm a dad on a couch. Uh, I dozed off. And then I woke up and I was like, man, if I put the movie back on, I'm just going to fall back to sleep like I've been doing. So I p- played some video games, got me wait, like up and running again, uh, started watching the movie, had to use the bathroom, came back, watched the movie again. And finally, I finished at five o'clock in the morning. And I was like, yo, it really took me nine hours to finish this movie. I'm so mad. Kareem put a curse on me. Said, it's going to take you nine hours to watch this movie. <laughs> Until you do right by me. <laughs> Never finish the color purple. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it came out in 1985. It had a 1987 re-release. Currently streaming on Max. And the reason we're watching it is because I said it in the beginning. I ain't never seen this, and I've always lived in a house with it. Also, the remake is about to come out. Yeah, the remake is definitely a musical. They, it's based off the Broadway play. 
So, yeah, like they got songs in the trailer. There's two songs in this movie. So I don't know what you're talking about. Or I, what IMDb is talking so about. So you can beat your spouse to a jaunty tune? Look. <laughs> oh, see the, oh, see the, oh, see the, oh, see the smack. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was a grown ass man. I was like 30 years old when I found this out. Steven Spielberg directed this movie. Yeah. I, I didn't, I mean, I, you know, I barely finished the movie or I barely saw it. Was, wasn't it Steven Spielberg slash Oprah? No, nah, I don't think Oprah. No, it. So here's what it is. Uh, this was NPC Oprah. You said not NPC Oprah? Not yeah. NPC. She not wasn't, the Oprah she we know now. She wasn't GOAT Oprah yet. Yeah. But he did, and I, it's very obvious because shit blew my mind when I found out that he directed it. He obviously took a lot of care in trying to get things right culturally. So. He he listened to, to to women, black women, obviously. It's all it's also got all the Spielberg comedy beats. Yes. Like they are absolutely like what little stuff I pay attention to directors wise, Spielberg has this like sort of visual comedy that's always like very I don't know, it's almost slapstick. I know what you're talking about. Like it's not full on that, mm-hmm. but it's it's there. So like I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was a, a post going around that was like the different directors and what types of meals they are, or maybe restaurants, I can't remember. Mm. But like Steven Spielberg was the one that was like, every time you, you have it, it's a it's a well-rounded meal. Like you got your veggies, your proteins, everything, you're going to be satisfied. It may or may not be your favorite, but you know what you're getting and you'll you'll be comfortable with it. And like watching the movie, I was like, I, "You're right." Like I saw the like, there's the comedy. Like so, that's the other thing I wanted to point out was like, since I didn't see everything, and like Kareem and other folks, they immediately go to, "Man, that that's a sad ass movie. It's it's really heavy." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I I know that much, but because I never saw it in its entirety, I realized how funny this movie was." And, like, you need that. You need the comedy to balance out how heavy it is. Because, like, the subject matter is insane, you know? And Mm -hmm. so before we started recording, I was telling Kareem, that's the difference between this movie and Precious, based on a novel pushed by Sapphire. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Like, Precious didn't have comedy for real so it was just torture porn for two hours yeah like there there was no balance it's just heavy on your heart like like wakanda forever you know they they was like okay we're gonna tackle chadwick's death but it still had fun parts like it was heavy like yeah, there was a lot of you know the whole movie's about death and grief but you still had fun parts precious nah but like color purple okay now understand like you could like if you're going to deal with all of this stuff and you're going to have someone sit here for two and a half hours you gotta like <laughs> lighten it up a little bit yeah and like and it wasn't like the it wasn't like this isn't a straight-up comedy it, it's a drama but there's enough comedy <laughs> speedler comedy <laughs> sprinkled around to like keep you going and like keep your spirits up and like now understand why at least for older generations so many people love this movie even though it's the subject matter is heavy. Yeah, di- dire. Just. Yeah. yeah, like, just off the bat, like, first four minutes. Like, it starts off with them running through the field, and you're like, oh, this is cute. And then what? Wait. Moments. Moments. It's like, this is what we do? Oh, no. Like You get, you get a good five minutes of happy. Not even five minutes? 
Oh, like it was. Ooh, I mean, because I was looking at time by by like fifteen minutes in, she was already with Mister. Yes. Yeah. Like anyway. Uh. So starring Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, mind you, when a movie starts and it does the credits, it says and introducing Whoopi Goldberg. That was really weird to see because, like, you know, I, I was born in. 89 so whoopee was always a thing in my life <laughs> you know <laughs> she was so, always there yeah i'm one of uh, a chosen few when i first heard uh whoopee goldberg do comedy i thought she was the coolest person i'd ever seen so when she started doing movies i was down burglar is one of my top tier movies i've never seen uh, it you, you gotta it see minute. burglar and then, well, Burglar is almost not. I feel like Jumpin' Jack Flash is almost better. Like, did you like the net? Well, then you like the original version with a black lady. <laughs> is the net Sandra Bullock? Yes. Okay, I'm making sure. I they just they right put one. them in the same kind of movies, which I always kind of thought was weird. Interesting. Could you huh. imagine Whoopi and Speed? No, no, <laughs> we gotta slow down. What do you mean the bu- what? No, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Well, you just answered one of the questions I had for you about Whoopi. Uh, <laughs> I was like, was she a comedian first? Or yep. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so also starred Danny Glover, uh, Margaret Avery. I'm messing up some of these names. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. I've never heard of her. Willard E. Pugh. Uh, Busa Busia. Deserta Jackson. Now that's an old black lady name. Deserta Jackson. Deserta. <laughs> Adolph <laughs> Caesar. Deserta? Look. I um Deserta Jackson is you done messed me up. Hold on. Somebody old. Somebody <laughs> Oh, I gotta look it up. I'm Funny. Deserta Jackson is young Seely Harris. <laughs> oh my wow. god. Oh wow. I mean she old now though. She was also in Sister Act. That's that's funny. As teenage girl number one. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh side note, like I remember I think I was talking to Cherry about this, like Way back when, um, like she was like, I'm, I, I totally be down for bringing back old black lady names, like Essie. Like we were talking about baby names and stuff. My uh, mom's name was Vernell. My grandma's name was Inez. Oh yeah. My, I was, I was aunt named Carletta. I, I got a Carlotta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we do need those 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 heavy names back. Those mm-hmm. names with, with hard meaning to make the meat make the child the child turn into something. <laughs> I do believe this power in a name. I don't know what deserta means though. Uh, My, the power in Timothy David White is to get mistaken for a white person on the phone. <laughs> Look, that's that's what that one does. It's your superpower to show up at an interview to be like, ah. So you're Tim. <laughs> yep. What's up? Look, my name is Tifron. They already know. <laughs> my applications get thrown in the trash before <laughs> they even got a call. They can't even put their hand on yours. It's like mm. a force field. They're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm. uh-oh. Well, <laughs> just keep moving around on the desk. Like, well, all right then. Amy, that looks good. <laughs> also starring Ray Don Chong, which is our second Ray Don Chong movie. Yeah, boy. First being our unhinged-ass episode, Commando. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that that was uh, Tommy Chung's daughter, or Tommy Chung? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, until uh, you told me in the Commando episode. I didn't, yeah. Uh, 
It's funny now. I'm wondering how many other episodes, uh, movies she's about to pop up in. She, yeah, we if we stay around like the mid '80s, it'll be a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Dana Ivy, Leonard Jackson, and Lawrence Fishburne. One of my yeah, favorite I, actors. I completely forgot he was in this. Back then, he was Larry Fishburne. Yep. <laughs> and uh, written by Alice Walker. The screenplay was written by this dude from the Netherlands named Menno Mages or Mayes or something like that. White dude. But once again, two white white screenwriter, white director, but they, they took their care. This is that point in time when it was like you could do, and I'm not talk, trying to talk about being canceled or anything like that. Yeah. You could do these things as a person from another culture, but you just had to have supervisors and advisors and things. They don't do that now. Somebody would just be like, oh, I, I can make I can make a movie. <laughs> I can do it. I'll make a black movie. He's going to make a black movie. Why do you whisper it? <laughs> uh, budget was $15 million. Look how money works. <laughs> like, oh lord, right? that was that's fifteen. Good God! I mean, it's 1985, so you know inflation and all that, but still, like, that's a lot. I don't know. I don't know what any. I don't know what numbers mean anymore. Dude, no, like, it's hard. It's hard to tell. It's like that movie took. What, what, what did we just watch? Uh, some movie took some insane amount, and it's like, but Deadpool took fifty million. It's like, wait, what? Oh, the killer. <laughs> oh yeah the killer was 150 million what or 175 175 million for what they could have filmed most of that movie in abandoned buildings just that nobody <laughs> lived in that shit is why netflix crazy the heavy anyway, actor i forgot that that's the only thing it, it, it's it's michael fassbender and what's the director fincher david fincher yeah. and i guess they filmed in location like those are the biggest but still, that doesn't add up to 175 million anyway. So yeah, uh, box office. So 15 million budget. It made 98 million total. Uh, I don't know if this was released overseas because it didn't have any overseas numbers. It was just domestic, and then it had a re uh, domestic original release was 94, and then it had a re release two years later that made four more million. Mm-hmm. And having said all that, awards nominated for 14 Oscars. Didn't win a fucking one of them. Really? Right? Right? Really? Hollywood yes, racist. Mm-hmm. For, 14? You you mean 14? They couldn't sneak one 14? over to Steven Spielberg? Just, they couldn't that, just that's sneak him one? That's what's shocking me more is Steven Spielberg. So y'all that racist. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, during this movie, you're Jewish. Oh, oh, really? Really? We can we can swing both. We can swing it all around for this one. You you should you'd have messed up. There's there are four white people in this movie. They all mean nominated this many times. That's, not one. That's for this. I guess this kind of is before the like. We're going to watch this black movie with black people going through it, and we're going to feel bad about ourselves and love it. Like era, this is the now we still you still have to make us look good era, right? Yeah. Mm. So this was the this still the the you only get an award if black people are singing era. No, nah, I mean a little bit, but also you got to have like the good white person. Ain't no good white people in this movie mm, at all. Not a one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Ratings, this makes perfect sense to me based on what I just said. Audience is 94, critics 72, considering most critics are white men. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What does Siskel and Ebert say about this? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) 
Well, you can look it up real quick. <laughs> I wonder if this movie, like considering the age we're in now, mm-hmm. with what you can and cannot do in movies, if like well, is 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 this still like is this a cancel cancelable movie? Like, what is this still? No, I think they can they can they can make this movie now. Um, you know, as long they, as they made it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're like. They're, <laughs> What well, no, because like I'm wondering, I'm wondering how the remake is gonna be as far as considering how well the Broadway musical was received. I think it'll be all right. I didn't see the block. I, I, I mean, I didn't know. see it either. But like they, it, I know it, it. You just can't do an edgy reboot of something like this. You have to like you know play the numbers, see what's applicable to that's, today. That's, that's but the, most of the stuff that they did still flies. Because that's in my the one thing that yeah. concerns me about movies these days is you can't show some forms of misery in movies anymore like you can only go so far now before i I understand because it's like because i know like we don't want to see no more slave movies thing i i understand i'm not saying i do want to see more slave movies i made a joke on one of these episodes about how i think we should have one every five years just to like remind white people (laughs) (laughs) like because think about it it's like those movies aren't for us Absolutely not. I mean, like, we already know. We don't need to keep seeing it. I understand the push behind, like, the the movement to, like, stop putting these miserable black films out. I get it. But also, like, back in the day, you know, it's like, you know, our parents would be like, hey, watch this movie. You need to know your history kind of deal. I think that's important, too. But we don't got to keep seeing it. Which was Color Purple in my family. Yeah, yeah. That was, Color Purple was one mm-hmm. of those movies. So, every so often. But. You know, we don't got to get one with like how every year there was a slave movie. No, it was terrible. Yeah. Then just because you make Django doesn't make it better. <laughs> Lord, Jamie Foxx's superhero movie. <laughs> the end of the end of Django. Nick Fury shows up. We'd like to invite you to the Avengers Initiative, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Django looking at the funny because he just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Anyway, <laughs> shout outs. Uh, shout out Florida. There's someone in Florida that's watching or listening. Yay. I don't know who you are, but happy to have you. Anyway, moving forward, we're about to spoil this movie from 1985 that everybody's seen but me. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? If somebody had ruined this for you, you couldn't say nothing. No. No. <laughs> Having said that, I once I finished the movie, I vividly remember the last 20 minutes Hmm. as if I saw it like last month. I vividly remember the last 20 minutes and I can't tell you maybe remember I said I've seen parts of it just you know being in the room. Maybe I'm just always in the room for like the last 20 minutes. (laughs) The only thing I didn't remember was that Lawrence Fishburne was behind Shug. Yeah. Like I I forgot he was in this movie but that's absolutely. Uh, But yeah so let's go through it. Uh, So in early 20th century uh, rural Hartwell Georgia Celie Harris is a teenage African-American girl who had two children born of rape by her abusive father. Starting out strong. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, it started out happy. Like the first two minutes, they in that field playing patty cake or whatever. And then, yeah, like the dad shows up. And from from the jump, they're hammering in this fact that Celie is not very pretty. And he goes, Seely, you got the ugliest smile this side of creation. God damn, that's your daughter. Yeah, like, 
Then why what, you why you doing a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause he why did you do that thing? Just man, throwing that out there. It's it's some backwards psychology. Oh yeah, like like it makes sense, but it, it's evil. Like you know, it's, it's evil. It's evil. Yes, truly. And then like she's having the baby, and he pop in like, "Ain't you done yet?" Mm-hmm. That man. Anyway. <laughs> Celia was removed from home when her father forced her into marriage with Albert Mr. Johnson, uh, Danny Glover, uh, who was looking for a wife to tend to his badass kids and nasty-ass house. Mr. A widower uh, initially wanted to marry Nettie, Celia's younger sister, to whom he's attracted, right? But uh, the father... Uh, this is so gross. The, their father it's was... all... Just keep going. Yeah. Their father was also attracted to Nettie so he wouldn't let Mr. have her but he was like you could take the older one like she's ready to be married off and like he wasn't happy about it but he did it because like I said his kids were bad as shit and his house was nasty as shit the first moment where they he takes her and she's in his house cleaning Mm -hmm. yeah like so so like they she gets Celie get to the house first first off oh god like so mr abuses her and the kids mistreat her right and like that's an understatement because as soon as she she ain't even step foot in the house he he walk or he's on a horse and she's carrying all her luggage behind him and it's snowing it's it's so bad like the only way it would have been worse is if they were walking uphill like (laughs) (laughs) he gets there the kids are all outside and he's like why y'all outside anyway this this new mammy and the boy harpo throws a rock at her like he, he had the rock ready he was just yeah. sitting there waiting with the rock behind his back throws a rock that at her head was a boulder it was huge man. He's like i he like i tote the weapon he tried to kill her <laughs> he tried to take her out Harpo said i keep that thing on big ass rock like, <laughs> right at her head and then like danny glover just looked at her like all right let's get inside and she touches her head with her hand right and then touches a rock and her whole handprint her whole bloody handprint is on the rock. She gave that rock to Wilson. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, like poor Celie. Shit is rough off the bat. So she cleaned the house, right? And gets everything nice. Like it was so dirty that like the walls were dark gray and she scrubbed them and there was wallpaper on them. Like a like a pattern, like a Yeah, it was like, like flowers. Yellow flowers under that dark gray. Just it was just caked in like just nastiness. And like the first time we see, uh, like she, she whole house clean, dishes washed, everything nice. His ass come right in, and he's a farmer, right? And he puts his muddy ass boots right on the table, and like mud splatters on the dishes and every man. Just a, just a, 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 a conscious lovely, uncaring, uh, lovely person. Yeah, lovely and it's like while, and he did that while, like, like where's my dinner? While she's like, uh, she's trying to comb the daughter's hair, and she's like, when's the last time? Or there's two daughters. When was the last time that she had her hair comb? He's like, I don't know what before her mo- real mama died or something like that. Honestly, that scene was kind of funny because like it was funny until it wasn't. It was funny because she was like trying to comb her hair and like the daughter's like screaming and like he getting mad that the daughter's screaming and she's just trying to comb her hair <laughs> and then he abuses her. It was funny until domestic violence. Anyway, so she goes to the store right and then she actually sees her baby girl. Because she had two kids yeah. to her father. A woman carrying her baby girl in the store. And, like, she asked to hold her. And she was like, I know that's I know that's my baby. That's my eyes. 
and she asked the lady like what's her name she had sewed she named the baby olivia and she sewed olivia onto all her diapers or whatever right mm-hmm. and the lady was like oh her name pauline but i call her olivia she's like why you call her olivia if her name not olivia and she's like well look at her eye she got old eyes so i call her olivia <laughs> <laughs> like ma'am <laughs> yeah like this was a really this was a really touching scene for me and then it immediately gets undercut by by the white store owner, and he's like, "You gonna buy something, ain't you, girl?" <laughs> like, like, why you throw a jump scare in this movie? Right? He just pops up, <laughs> pops in, into the frame. Like he jumps into the frame like the T Rex from like, Jurassic Park. Just, like, uh, it's actually scared me. That was meant to stress that the white people are not good people in this movie. That you gonna buy anything or not, ain't you, girl? <laughs> She's like, oh. <laughs> but you know, look. I'm not going to lie. There's three moments, four moments where I cried in this movie. And no, two it, it was out happened. to get you. Yeah, like, like I teared up when, uh, nah, shit, has happy. This is the first time. Uh, with this, this baby, when she holds the baby. So, uh, one day Nettie runs away from home because she's tired of fighting off her father's sexual advances and seeks shelter with Celie, where the two promise to ride if they ever get separated, right? And like, yeah, remember, Mr. has a crush on Nettie. So he's like, yeah, you you can, so you can come stay. Why not? Yeah, you know, plotting, rubbing his hands together like Birdman. <laughs> Nasty ass. Uh, <laughs> so when Mr. attempts to sexually assault Nettie, uh, she fights him off and fiercely kicks him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like he 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 limps back to the house and like he starts snapping like he throws all his shit out and you know he kicks her out the house and like as she leaves, uh, Nettie promises to fulfill the promise she had to Celie that since they're going to be separated, she's always going to write and like she yells back at uh at, at Mister, uh, nothing but death could keep me from it. All right, so like, that's a big deal. So <laughs> back backtrack a little bit when Mister got stomped in the nuts, like. <laughs> That leading up to that scene, like you don't actually see her, him like do anything to her or like her actually like kick him, but you know what happened, right? But like leading up to the scene, like she was going to school and he was like riding the horse next to her, like trying to do tricks and shit. Like, trying to impress her. Yeah, and she's just like this nasty asshole. Like she was she was scared for her life, you know. And this moment is where I realized I was like, dang, I can't get nobody on this episode. This is why <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the sub it's some difficult subject. Because at, at this point, there was only two jokes, maybe three jokes. I didn't realize the jokes were going to keep coming, and, but mm-hmm. like it was it's still tough. Like at least they're getting a lot of the heavy stuff out the way. Like this yeah. is like this is like forty percent of the shit already, right? It it's rough. Yeah. But then at some point, it tapers off and it lets you lets you realize the rough stuff is still going on by context. Mm-hmm. it's not as in your face yeah i just realized i didn't write down the quote that actually like wraps all of this up with a bow and the, and it's literally the the what the movie's named after the color purple quote mm-hmm. that suge says at the end but like that that explains like or not explains but it kind of gives some context to like okay there's all this bad stuff but then you take in what good you can and yeah. like the little jokes that that happen along the way, and like the little tender moments, mm-hmm. like that, all that is to counterbalance and outweigh the negative right. stuff. Not saying it justifies it or anything, no. But but it's because of all the bad, you have to appreciate the good that much more. And like, I, I, I'm gonna say this: Why don't kids carry their books 
to school in a belt anymore. <laughs> Wokeness. That's why. It's the woke mind. Everybody virus. too woke. Thank you, Elon. <laughs> I I got a belt right now and I have books. What's keeping me from it? <laughs> Wokeness. <laughs> People see me at the con carrying all my uh, purchases in a belt and be like, what you doing? I'll be like, cottage core, leave me alone. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> nothing but death can keep me from it. <laughs> anyway. And then after this scene, we get the shaving scene where like, cause immediately after like, you know, Ned, Nettie, uh, Nettie gets kicked out and then Mr. Wants Seeley to shave him. And like, once she's already, like, she's upset that Nettie's gone, but she's also, like, nervous because he starts out with, you cut me, I'll kill you. So her hand's shaking. <laughs> so that sets up the scene later, the second shaving scene later on in the movie. But, so this is random. At this point, when Celie got to the house, there was three kids. But the kids kept multiplying as the movie went on, and I was like, this has to be a joke. No. I feel like it was not as much of a running gag as a representation of what some black families feel like. Because they weren't her kids. Cause when, she... I, when I went to Thanksgiving just recently, mm-hmm. they were like literally eight-year-old children I've never seen You've in never my seen life. before. And then there was like, my niece had her little infant, and then her two-year-old. It's the first time I had to meet them because of the whole pandemic and all. Mm-hmm. But then there was like other kids where I was like, who is that? Like, oh, that's that's Kyle's. Daughter. You go to I'm the like, bedroom to, and, like, and there's a kid sleeping on the bed. And it's like, who the hell mm-hmm. is this kid? There was a kid. There was a kid sleeping in one of the other rooms. I was like, well, who the fuck is this? Now? I just attribute to him cheating on her with other women and having kids. It, that's that's a possibility, off. too. They just never. They just never acknowledge if they're also they his they kids. Weren't, they weren't her kids. They weren't her kids. Mm-hmm. We know that because she yeah. never had any from him. She just had the two that got taken away. Yeah. But they never acknowledge if they're his kids, if there's if they're neighborhood kids, if they're cousins. Like where are these kids coming from? <laughs> when at the last dinner scene of the movie, there's like two to three like eight year old children. Who who are they? Because Mister Steadily out there assaulting little girls. Uh gross but that's honestly that's probably what it is like the scene where all these children come from Naki da, da. he was a straight up menace look like not to jump too far here we get to it but like the christmas scene with with sophie uh coming back there was like 30 people at the house <laughs> granted yeah. some was friends like Lawrence fishburne was there and he's just a friend but like there was like 30 people and like 20 of them were kids where are these kids coming from? <laughs> they never name them. They never really talk to them. The kids are just there running around. The only acknowledgement they get is is at the end, and I'll get to that. But anyway, where the kids come from? Uh, and then we get the gag where uh, <laughs> it's funny because it, the, the, there's a whole lot of jokes that like are two part jokes, or it happens twice and then it intensifies the second time. And this is the first part of the the saddle joke when Mister kicks down the screen door like he literally kicks the screen door down he's like ain't you sat on my horse yet (laughs) setting the screen door flying i'm doing it paul i'm doing it i'm doing it and then that horse ran away and he threw the saddle on the ground (laughs) comedy's back on i was rolling oh my goodness so yeah uh so years later in 1916 seely has grown meek from prolonged child abuse Mr. Son Harpo, he's grown now, and because I guess he was only like, it's probably only like 
eight years between Seeley and Harpo when I think about it, right? Yeah, if that, if, if yeah. that, yeah. Because yeah. Harpo was at least eight. It's badass. Yeah. And Seeley was at least 14, maybe yeah. 16 or 17. So they're, they're both just kids. Yeah. So they're what real makes close it in even age anyway. grosser. Yeah, yeah. But so Harpo's grown now, and he marries an assertive woman named Sophia, uh, played o- play by Oprah Winfrey. And Seeley envies Sophia's uh, self confidence and advises Harpo to beat her. <laughs> well, the slide on that is that Harpo asked his dad, and his dad, his dad was tells more him, explicit. Yeah, he was more explicit. Like, you got to beat her it. down. You can't have her. The only way you're going to listen is if you hear her. So you got to knock her down a pig. Seely yeah. just sort of reinforced it. Yeah, he was but like, she got the brunt that's cause all of the did. blame. Yeah, because they they had like a little understood that exactly. Like it wasn't that malicious, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just like they uh, Harpo and Sophia had a fight, and Sophia storms off, and he was like, "Seely, what am I supposed to do with Sophia?" She's mm-hmm. like, oh, "Beat her." I don't know. Beat her. Which which made it sad. It made it more sad to me. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's all she knew. Like when when the woman don't act right, you hit her. And that's what she said. So <laughs> this this is you know this is one of the iconic scenes. So Harpo uh freaking goes and hits Sophia, but she fights back, and like then she confronts Celia about it, and like she cut she has a black eye, right? And like then she explains how like she she been abused too, but she ain't about to sit there and take it. And uh, she she threatens to kill Harpo if he ever beats her again, and she tells Celia to do likewise to Mister. And after years of constant abuse by Harpo, Sophia eventually leaves, and like she, and he takes the children, right? But this is the uh, you told Harpo to beat me. This is yeah, this is the line. <laughs> you told Harpo to beat me. All of my life, I had to fight. I had to fight my daddy. I had to fight my uncles. I had to fight my brothers. Girl, child ain't safe in a family of men's. But I ain't never thought I'd had to fight my in my own house. I loves Harpo. God knows I do. But I'll kill him dead if I ever let him beat me. Before I'll kill him dead. I'll kill him dead before I ever let him beat me. You want a dead son-in-law, Miss Seeley? You keep advising him like you do him. And then Seeley goes, uh, this life be over soon. Heaven last or eleven like, damn, heaven last um, always. That's a little heavy. Look, and Sophia got like, you know, she already peeped Seeley's card that she she didn't been beaten in a submission and you know, whatever. So even with her saying this to Seely, she still kind of feels sorry for her. Yeah. So it's not a straight up like, fuck you. So when she says this shit back, you know, heaven lasts always. Sophia's like, girl, you ought to bash Mr.'s head open and think about heaven later. <laughs> it's like, you, like, get that brainwashing fix, girl. Right? She, she wasn't wrong. Look, she was not wrong. Like, I feel for Sophia because, like, obviously she, like, literally, she said it. She had to fight her all her life. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to it. But yeah. That was rough, but also like that's one of the most quoted lines from the movie, and it's like, oh, that that's how that went down. Yep. <laughs> you ought to bash Mister's head open and think about heaven later. <laughs> so it's my favorite line. I'm sorry. So Mister Mister and Harpo bring home the ailing Suge Avery, a showgirl and Mister's longtime mistress, Seely, who has slowly developed a fondness for Suge uh, through a photograph sent to Mister, is in awe of Suge's strong will. And like, you know, compared to her, her lack of will, uh, and like she nurses Suge back to health and Suge in turn takes a liking to her, right? And then performing a song about Harpo's newly opened juke joint that he operates with his girlfriend, Squeak, Squeak being Ray Donchon. So this, these, these scenes, 
we this is uh in this chunk of the movie we get that scene with Mister trying to cook for for Suge because instead of just asking Seely to do it, you know he he really loves Suge. Like he wants the praise. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna cook for you. I'm gonna cook for you. He didn't know how to get the oven hot. <laughs> he just he just kept putting more wood, and he says it's not hot enough. It's not hot enough, mind you. He just put the wood in. So he goes and he gets kerosene, and like this whole time, Seely's sitting in, in the rocking chair just watching him. <laughs> Actually, this might be one of my favorite moments. Seely's just watching him in the rocking chair as he tries to make food. And then when he goes and he gets the kerosene to pour in the already lit stove, and it cuts back to the rocking chair, she got Emptied out. <laughs> she got you just Shit. jets that uh, and like i said the comedy once the comedy is back on it is steady and it is yeah. visual and you get it every time oh my god like the pants hitting him in the head all that st- oh it was so funny it was so funny and then he finally he finishes cooking and like whatever he got on that plate i don't know what the hell it's supposed to be because it's black <laughs> uh he goes upstairs he bring brings her the food and you just see the food fly out the room and onto the wall <laughs> so see you trying to kill me Look, Seely goes and makes good food and like slides it into the room, and then she hid in the corner waiting for it to fly out and hit the wall too. <laughs> and she was, but it didn't happen. She just sent out the empty dishes like right away, and she gobbled that food up. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. Uh, and then like in in the in the juke joint scene, like when Suge was was singing, just some of the shit that the old black men were yelling out. Hell, I drink your bath water. <laughs> you could catch a fish without a hook, girl. What? That's, that's... Look, I mean, I'm married, so I'm not about to go out and use this line, but I I, I want somebody I to... some of them. Look, try, just try that. You could catch a fish without a hook. <laughs> See if that work and tell me. <laughs> I'm going to go outside and go to the grocery store. <laughs> Fish on a hook. I just look. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look, I need to write that down. <laughs> Dang. Uh, also, I I didn't know that this line was delivered by Ray Don Chong. That's when we get the Harpo. Who this woman? <laughs> <laughs> and she's oh my goodness. She Sophia. Look, <laughs> Sophia threw her ass across the room and then into like the, the, the hatch the hole there was like a hatch that that you could because it was built on like a swamp or something so there was water under and she threw her into the hole like a basketball oh my god and then she came back up all wet <laughs> harpo harpo who this woman that's his wife man look <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like as soon as she as soon as she like came into view, I was like, which way is she taking this voice? Because she's she's you and we, I don't think I brought this up in Commando. She loves doing voices. You can tell. Oh, I don't know. She like, everything she's in, she just has this way of like she just she just like it's not overacting, but it's like what is she gonna do? So when she's just like Hoppo, who is this woman? I was like, here, here it comes. <laughs> And she gets thrown like a basketball. <laughs> so, 
this scene also, or this part also, like, I had a team lead at my last job. I think I was telling you about him. He always quotes movies, but I don't even, I don't always realize where the quotes come from. So sometimes I think, like, he has a bunch of lines, he says. And I guess they're all movie quotes is what I'm realizing. And I just don't know the movie. But one of the things he always would say is, whoop, time to go. That line always, even when I was a kid, that was like, that's dubbed in. <laughs> that's, that's after the fact. Because he he did not move his lips. He was just shoving his uh, his guitar in the in the thing. And it's funny because like because she fat, so it's like she got that big big aggressive woman energy. <laughs> Her name is literally Squeak. Well, it's not, but you know, like girl, if you don't shut up. <laughs> that laugh she did too. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, I'm mad you remember this movie so well. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it too many times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just for her to end up in the swamp. <laughs> but one thing I will say, by the end of the movie, all of them are friends. Even yeah. though, like, they didn't... I don't want to say they shared men. It's more like the men shared them, you know? Yeah. But, but that's what... They, they it, understood it's, it's that. because... Even though, you know, she was the other woman. Yeah. She was getting mistreated too. The men were dirt. Yeah. all like, which, which which united all of the all all women. Yeah. So that was actually kind of beautiful. <laughs> but man, <laughs> this is before they got there. Because <laughs> the only decent dude around was, was uh, Lawrence Fishburne and... Um, Shug's, uh, Shug's uh, husband. Shug's husband. Yeah, that's the only, only ones. Uh... So then we uh, this the juke joint scene is also when we get the uh, well afterwards because after the fight breakout, Suge takes Seely because Seely wanted to keep watching the fight <laughs> uh, back to the house and like that's when we get the uh, you see Miss Seely you have a beautiful smile and like I didn't know this was in the movie nobody ever mentions this part uh, people be quiet. Hey, look, do they? So look, do they just fast forward through this part? Oh, you mean the lesbianic scene? Yes, <laughs> sapphic, the sapphic scene. <laughs> well, and I want to say, as a kid, this is the oh, first oh. time this was introduced to me. Okay, and I was like, oh, girls even, can even, love girls. That's even that's before it? that, um, don't forget how in, in the in the club where um, Suge was singing because uh, she made a song for F- for Celia. Yeah, yeah. Mister was he was he was he was like his face because he knew what was up. Look the faces he was making. Well, it I I, I, that's something I was going back and forth on. Did he know or is it like because he also seems like the like he's so arrogant that he wouldn't accept that. I I think I think I think I think it was jealousy. Okay, okay. Even if it was just because of the song, it's full-on jealousy. And he probably already knew that she might have swung both ways anyway. Because first, he he hated uh, uh, Seely because she's not the one he wanted. Yeah, and he was stuck with her, and and which I think that's what started the the way he treated her. Yeah, because he wasn't Nettie. right? Yeah, because because he he already shown with with uh when Suge popped up, 
he's capable of being decent. Oh yeah, like he, yeah. he he was all nervous and right. like he couldn't remember to get his cufflinks and his tie and he was like, Seely, help me get dressed. Like, because like, <laughs> even when she popped he was up, useless um, Trump, he was telling Harpole, this this should have been your mama. Yeah. So bro, he he would not have mistreated her. Yeah. I he, got you. He, he was a little scared of her too. Yeah. So and she knew it. He, she he knew. <laughs> He wouldn't have done her like that. Yeah, he, but like, he knew he could get away he, with mistreating he, He's a coward of a dude anyway. Yeah. But uh, but whenever any any kindness was shown towards uh, Celia is where he had an issue. Yeah, you're right. Because it's like he wanted her. He wanted her miserable. Yeah, he wanted her miserable. Yeah. And that's like, that's the crux of his, like, I mean, of the several reasons why he's an evil man. Like, you gotta really, you know how bad you gotta be to want everybody else to hate somebody? That's some high level. Like, I don't want, I don't want you to have any happiness. That's, 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 that, that's K-drama villain. villain. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's K-drama bully right there. How dare you smile in my presence? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It's just a nice day, you asshole. Oh yeah, well I'll make sure the rest of your days are awful. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's oh, that. That's that. Don't anybody be nice to them in class. Don't talk. Nobody talk to this person. If you do, I'm beat you up. Yeah, but this was the second part I teared up at the. You know, you have a nice smile, Seely, because like this was the first time in a long time since since before uh, Nettie got kicked out. That anybody's been nice to her. And this is the first time we see anybody counter the whole Celie is ugly thing. So it was, it was like, and then like just the look on her face smile. was like, it was the first time somebody told her that. You see, ugly. Yeah. You show I, is okay, ugly. Okay. All right. Mm, I'll be judged harshly for still this. Ugly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, because it was a beautiful moment at what they were doing. But who told Whoopi to smile like that? <laughs> I want to point out. I don't want to be too dramatic. I want to point Was out that camera? that is. I want to. I want to point out that is how she smiles, though. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I don't think it was is. it the camera angles? It was the. It was. It was the angle she was holding her head at. I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to be too detailed, <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. I know. It, I know. There, what, there, there is a. There was one smile she did where the angle was. Like, I know, I know what you look. Can, can I just say? Can I just it, say something? It, it killed I'm gonna, the whole moment for me. Can I? Can I say it? I'm gonna say it. Oh, oh, oh. One piece smile. The one. Piece. Don't do that to One Piece. Remember, Kareem. One Piece is his world. It but you was, knew exactly it was, what you were talking about. It though. was an anime smile, though. It was that, an was anime a, smile. that was a huge anime smile. Because I was like, oh my. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. It, it, it took. It took. It took. It took me out in a moment. Seely got that. Seely got that razor standing behind Mister with Dom. Because it was. It, it, it was that same da-da, moment da-da. Where, where, like, uh, in in the Air Jordan moment at movie where um, Viola walked up the first time. Yeah. And the whole in the outfit. Yeah. And it threw me. It was. It was that all over again. <laughs> look. Look. In, <laughs> for me, I thought it was a cute moment because it's almost like. She doesn't. I'm not gonna say she didn't know how to smile because we see her smile like like laughing stuff when she's hiding around the corners and stuff. Yeah. But like, it was like her purposely before. trying to smile, but she yeah. didn't know how to purposely smile. Yeah. Like, As a person who is asked to smile in a picture and immediately loses control of their face, yeah, I it's, understand. It's that. It's that. Yeah. 
Cause she, so she did it again because she got complimented on it, and she never gets complimented. Mm-hmm. So she felt good. So she's like, "I'm going to smile again," but she, she was thinking about it, so it just came out. <laughs> yo, yo, for, for, for and her shoulders out. went up, and like, for, yeah, for yeah. Out. How many takes you think they had to do? Cause Suge kept laughing. You ain't shit. Until you do right, but <laughs> no, no, cause Suge kept a straight face. The whole time. She's a thespian. And we, it, <laughs> I said thespian. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. It's a serious movie. Serious movie. Serious movie. It's a serious movie. So... Y'all killing me. <laughs> Oh man, my stomach hurt after y'all that. Y'all killing me right now. <laughs> so, so next, the next part, uh, Shug decided to leave to move to Memphis, and Celia attempts to grab her things and leave with her, but Mister catches her, and like when she leaves, uh, Celia tells her she'll miss her, and then after she's gone, Celia collapses, just like, on the ground. Do you <laughs> think if she would have had the courage to say I want to go with Shug, Shug would have took her there? Shug was a little weird at that point, so I'm not sure she would have been okay with taking her. That yeah. time, because you can yeah. tell she cares for her by but that think, point. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I damn sure no, Mister wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> no, he, it would not. He probably cause, already cause, knew cause, exactly what she was doing when he caught her trying to pack her stuff up. Yeah, mm-hmm. pack her purse, not even but, like a. <laughs> like a but she again, know what to again take. she was just ready to go. As as I mentioned earlier, this is the point that contextually you don't know this when Shug goes to Memphis this time. I think is when she pops up, her career starts to pop off even better. And that song that she wrote for Seely ends up being her hit. Oh. Because later on, you hear that song on the radio and then I, on a record. I didn't catch that. It's on a record in the juke joint. So yeah. this wow. they don't they don't it's all context. It seems like it seems like Suge gets minor league pretty famous because Because of Seely. I mean, not to get too ahead, but look at that car that come back in. Yeah, the 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 Great Gatsby yellow car. <laughs> <laughs> the we made it car. The, a coupe. <laughs> that was the we made it car. Oh man, with a rumble seat and everything. Hey, she would have found herself a light skinned man and every. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. She she oh. roll up she roll up with Gomez Adams like shook that's French <laughs> and he was just happy to be there he was just happy to be there <laughs> he didn't give a damn because so he don't live there he don't live there he's like this is that that's you visiting your your uh your your wife's family yeah and he's just there. wait until it's over but he was she told, she told you all the stories. She gave you the lowdown before you got yeah, there. Yeah, so you, so you knew who everybody was, and like, but then, <laughs> so he he started off messing with Mister just a little bit, but then they became uh-huh. friends because they both drunks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh my goodness, we'll get to him. That's funny. Good catch, Tim. I shoot, I <laughs> over my head. Uh, so Sophia, uh, now we're back with Sophia, and like Sophia's beaten in the prison following an altercation in town with the mayor and his wife, Miss Millie. Miss Millie was like, oh, your kids look so clean. You want to come be my maid? And Sophia snapped. Rightfully so. 
I, mean, I, I wouldn't say rightfully. So. I mean, she, yes. she was to some degree in the right, but the snapping of the of it wasn't necessary. Yeah, like I, no. she ha- she should have been upset. I understand why she got the, upset. The hitting, the hitting was you should have known. But like she knew what were. was going to happen. Yeah, she should have known where she. But she lost it. She lost all of it because mm-hmm. she even was calling the sheriff for help, and this man ran over and gun butted her. He no. Helped. The way. Like, he, he he whipped her dead in the face. Yeah, like the only thing that the only like cognizance that she still like had was like, "Yo, get my babies out of here." Yeah, and like shout out Lawrence Fishburne. Cowboy Curtis said, "I got even, even that moment they made it to try to make it a little bit lighter because in a way Whoopi, uh, not Whoopi, yeah, in a way Whoopi fell unconscious. Whitney, Whitney, Whoopi, Oprah. Whitney, Oprah. Oh shoot! Wait, <laughs> I'm saying yeah, Whitney. Oprah. We all rock. <laughs> I believe that we is. All, it's okay. <laughs> the way Oprah. The way Went Oprah free. fell. <laughs> the way Oprah. I'm say say Oprah. She fell and the wind blew her look, dress look, up. Look. I don't care. I don't like that. Like, this anyway. is. <laughs> but it was like, this is just everything. All the disrespect just happened. Right? Like, she. They all started ganging up on her. She got gun butted in the face. Her, she was then flopped out. Dress flew up. Now she got forced with a guy. I, I, th- like, I think I think that was a happy accident. Like it wasn't meant to show all that, and then it just it happened, added to and it. they left it in. Yeah, and Steve was like, "Nah, I'll leave that in." Yeah, because like how they, I mean, I guess they could have done it with like they could have had like some tiny string and pulled it, but like it looked too perfect. No, it, it seemed like she fell and the and wind, the wind went. blew. Whip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone stayed in character. <laughs> it was like, all right, keep it. But yeah, uh, as soon as she started to snap. Like it, it showed Lawrence Fishburne. It showed two other black dudes, and everybody was like, "Oh mm-hmm. fuck!" <laughs> like, like Lawrence Fishburne literally is like, "Oh no, Miss Sophia, no!" But it's yeah, too late. He, he it was, was too late. He was too he far couldn't, away to stop it. He, yeah, she he was cl- all the way. She over clocked there. that white man dead in the mouth. But mm. he did snatch her kids. Yeah, yeah. But man. I feel like I feel like white lady would have took the kids too. Yes, but like that's a good. That's point. why you got to be in control of your emotions. Like you are right in the moment to feel how you feel, but but a ni- a very simple no, thank you, miss, is much more. I, and honestly, I don't think I don't think Mary Woman would have let it go, even if she said no, thank you politely. Well, no, she thank you would have resulted in hounding you, not putting you in the prison. Yeah, because she was in jail for it. Eight years. And then when she came out, the judge ordered her to be Miss Millie's maid. What the fuck? Right. They're just making the rules up as they go. Right. <laughs> you got to be her maid. Man, that, I mean, because think about it. Like, that's not a thing. But in 19, what is it? This is 1920s in Georgia. Mm. Rule Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And the lady that played Miss Millie is still alive. That's wild. Yeah, she was in a lot of movies. She was in Adam's family. You're right. That's who that is. She's a good actress. I'm sitting here looking at her. I'm like trying to figure out what she's been in. She played, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, no. She was in The Help. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, she did play Grandma in The Help. Ma'am, ma'am, you can't be in two of them. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. In The Help, she was a good person. She She originated the the title role in Driving Miss Daisy. That's funny. She was in three oh, of them. She, oh, oh this, no, oh, so man! They found her role. That was it. Man, they, they she's the Liam you. Neeson of racist movies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Liam Neeson is the Liam Neeson Liam. of racism. So, <laughs> I just you just, know what's funny about that is 
So did you did you watch Atlanta? Oh his yeah yeah that that that's oh that, god that okay so I I'm not gonna be white devil's advocate here. <laughs> I'm not gonna defend what he did. No, but he was saying like it's like when he did it, 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 it it's so funny to me when this happens with white people where they'll just like get rushed it's like what happens with mister at the end of the movie it's like they just start confessing shit and he was like this is the first time he like said it and he was in an interview and he was like yo i i was really fucked up for that and like he's i don't know why i did and and that's the thing like Like he was admitting it was a bad thing and everybody was like what a racist So, so i think he did that episode of Atlanta as like his like penance. <laughs> yeah, but how how do you? Eat? I want to hear how they approached him for it though. Wait, well the same Donald way Donald Glover, Glover approaches yeah. anybody. Hey, do you want to be in this thing? It'll be funny. <laughs> Here's my idea for it. Are you with it? <laughs> don't try to distress me. Like, like but, think about like uh, I don't know if you ever seen the. I don't know if this is a part of the episode or if I just saw it on an interview or something, but like when Wayne Brady explains how Dave Chappelle convinced them to do the, the mm-hmm. Wayne Brady gonna have to show that was an interview but, later, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was like, Dave, I'm I'm gonna lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, just trust me. Just as trust soon me. as soon as I saw that, or I when I was watching the Atlanta thing, I remembered back when Liam Neeson also did the uh, the Key and Peele thing. Oh, the because uh, they would always be like oh, oh, Liam Neeson's, Neeson's the, 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 the and then valets. He, then he literally did a, a bit with them, so he was down. Mm. He probably was just like he's like I don't know. It's better to do this and have a good time with it. <laughs> and I think that was the best best way to because he could have been saying, "Guys, I'm sorry forever," and we wouldn't yeah. care. <laughs> but if you, it's like it's like if you get in an argument and you make the other person laugh, it's it's, it's over. Yeah. But yeah, uh, where was I? <laughs> now all I'm thinking about is Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson's though, straight took him. Uh, so oh yeah, we're still in this part. So yeah, so she comes out of prison. She gets ordered to be her maid, and Miss Millie agrees to let Sophia spend Christmas with her children, for but then recants day. when uh she's frightened around them. No, for, uh, for for a day. For a day. No, a whole day. She's like not uh, even a full I'll day. Come pick you up at five o'clock. Yep. Look, I'll and drive myself home. You're so, going home, Sophia, for a day, <laughs> for a whole day, just a day. So, like, she drives her there. Everyone's there. Everyone's happy. She's happy. She's touching everyone. She even she even holds Harpo's hand. Ray Don Chan's happy to see her. So, sorry, Squeak's happy to see her. <laughs> uh, like everybody, all these random ass children happy to see her. For it was like heaven for five minutes. And then this bitch, Miss Millie, outside couldn't figure out how to get the car in the gear. And then, like the Lawrence Fishburne and them were like, "Hey, hey, hey, we stop, stop trying to drive." She just kept trying to drive. She just knew she had it. And they're like hopping on the car to be like, "Yo, chill, you, you, you about to she hit, hit a tractor stuff. twice." Yeah, she hit the tractor, and then she see all these black dudes around her. She start freaking out. She hop out the car, start hyperventilating, <laughs> and she's like, "Nah, well, I need to go home." And then uh, Sophia was like, "Okay, well, I can get." Lawrence Fishburne to carry you home. She's like, no, nah, I don't know him. She's like, well, I could get my sister to, and she's like, I don't know her. It's like, man, you done. Yeah, but that part was rough. Uh, so next, the uh, Sugar returns to Celie and Mister's home uh, with her new husband Grady. So this has been some time has passed. I don't know if they told us how, how much time passed, but anyway, no, they didn't. Safe to assume like a year or something, right? At least. Yeah. 
because they all still look the same. They just she just. I was, trying to, wonder, I was trying to wonder why they they uh, they I guess released Sophie from the 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 slave ship. Oh, the the maid. Yeah, they probably. I think eventually enough time passed. Young, somebody like, younger. Like, did, I was like, did Millie die? Look, like, cause hopefully, so, I think she's still alive. I think Sophie was just like she couldn't she couldn't read any or she couldn't see anymore because she can't she came back she, comatose. Yeah, yeah. She's not she, doing good. She was a shell of her former self. And her eye. I'm like, what? Like, what did they do to her eye? Oh, I thought the gun butt did that to the eye. Yeah, all <laughs> that. That's where he hit her. But all that. Yeah, now she got Forrest Whitaker. I'm like, man, I don't ooh. know if how if that's how it works, but don't say ooh like you didn't see you <laughs> the same joke three episodes ago. You don't know me. So yeah, uh, her new husband Grady, and in town on business. Okay, so they came in town on business, but what was the business? They're just hanging out at the house for yeah <laughs> business. I'm gonna see my friends. <laughs> Yeah, he's wanting to hang out. Yeah. So Grady and Mister become intoxicated while Suge checks the mailbox. Oh, uh, you, yeah. Oh, you didn't bring up uh, Suge and her father. Oh, I did skip that part. Um, oh yeah. She, well, up to this point, there's been multiple times where she wanted to like, like address her, her father, yeah. just talk to him, just like you know, he's the preacher at the church. She's the which, one married. Uh, which honestly is the reason why I think she kept coming back. Oh, that yeah, makes that, sense. That makes sense. That was the business. Cause she was trying the first time she she walked into church to see him, he go completely ignored her and ghosted her. Cause yeah, the way they described her was like, yeah, she, she was a showgirl, but she was also like, you know, getting around. She and wasn't. She, she was sick with the nasty woman's disease. I think that's just self confidence. <laughs> Apparently. Because whatever it was, Celie no was able word. to Celie was able to nurse her back, and she was good to go after that. <laughs> but she so, was just just heavily drunk and hungover. I feel like we over. also have glossed over Albert's father. Oh yeah, he is uh, like yeah. he is a terrible person, but he is one of the movie's goats. Like oh yeah, the, the scene, nasty uh, woman's disease. The nasty <laughs> woman's disease. Like this, he was just old shit talker. He just show up. <laughs> Talk shit and then leave again. <laughs> he ain't help nobody. See, at least spat in his, uh, <laughs> his drink. The OG, the OG uh, blueprint for uh, light skin energy. Yeah. And the funny part is that he knows his son ain't worth nothing. That's funny because he'd be like, nah, this is what you got to do. Stop. Like, stop what you're doing. Like, you're doing it wrong. Do Don't this. know why you're interested in her in the first place. She dark skin. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? She shakes That's... money. You didn't even see her shake. Well, where you Look, start there? <laughs> he dark too. Like, but yeah, when, when she, she spat in the water and she kept waiting to see if he was going to drink it and he kept almost not drinking it and finally he chugged the whole thing. <laughs> Next time he come around, I'll put some sugar Avery pee in his water. See That's... how we like that. <laughs> Forgot to write that part down. <laughs> yeah. Movie rife with quotes, oh just my full God. of them. Some sugar Avery P. <laughs> See how we like uh, that. <laughs> as opposed to, I'm gonna get a food truck at the next convention. Have me, a, have me lemonade and call, call, oh, no. it, call it market sugar Avery P. <laughs> oh the funny part is, you probably have the longest line at the convention. Too long. Hey, that one dude was like, I'll drink your bath water. <laughs> he did. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so they got drunk and went off laughing in the field somewhere and like should check the mailbox. My, I haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, Nettie was never allowed to check the mailbox. Uh, Mr. Or Celie. 
See, sorry, Seely was never allowed to check the mailbox because Seely was waiting on a letter from Nettie, uh, and uh, Mister didn't want her to be happy. Mm. And he said he booby trapped the mailbox or so whatever. He, he he did something to the mailbox so he would know if she messed with it. So she never did. Uh, uh, Shook finds that Nettie has been writing Seely all these years. Mind you, it's been like thirty-seven years at this point, or something like that. Like. It's been forever. <laughs> yeah, like we were on the, we're almost at the forty year mark, mm-hmm. and that was this is another moment that like got me. Like so, then we start seeing the uh, the flashbacks, and like Nettie says that the couple who adopted Celie's babies, Nettie ended up with them as their like nanny, and then like they like went to Africa and stuff on a missionary trip, and but the point is Nettie been with Celie's kids. This whole time, and he, like she even says, like you know, I've been giving them the love that you would give them. And man, that oh yeah, it was <laughs> that, that was, was a lot. Yeah, it's, it's kind of beautiful. Kind of like the whole movie you've been waiting for some sort of so, positive something, good, something, right? Yeah, and she been taking care of them the whole time, and like she and she never stopped riding her. The only thing she stopped riding her less because she realized that Mister must be keeping the letters from her. So what she did was she would only write on Easter and Christmas in hopes that the letter would get lost in the mail because he'd get more letters from people wishing them happy Easter, happy Christmas, or whatever. Or if he had a, I had a heart. Really, really, not <laughs> Juneteenth. <laughs> Sorry about all this. We just we just keep attempting to kill Tefran. <laughs> You know, and that also shows how cruel he was. That you you didn't even want her to get a letter from her sister. Well, it was out of you know it was out of spite because she you know the whole how she got kicked out and everything. So it was them like she's like you never gonna be able to keep me from her, and he's like bet. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so that Celia and Sugar realized that Mister been hiding Nettie's letters from Celia. And like while uh, he and Grady are out drinking, Shug and Seely search the house and find a hidden compartment under the floorboards containing bundles of Nettie's uh, unread letters. So like, Bro, like that's so that's just he's been cruel this whole this time. Whole the time. more you hear about this, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but down the back of real quick. When Shook showed up with the husband, I was weak. Like, Mr. and Seely <laughs> were... They looked di- so sad. They were disappointed. They were like, both sad. They were like, <laughs> they were like, all right, we about to come and get some food, right? And, like, Seely's yeah. like, we got coals. And she hits... Yeah, that, that was the first time they agreed on anything together. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, she does Mr. And he's like, yeah, we we, we, we got coals. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. And then they yeah. just came in anyway. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, man. But the audacity, like, she just, like, she knew that they'd be upset, but it was like, you're going to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the moment passed quick because him and Grady became the bestest of friends. They're, they're cracking eggs on each other. <laughs> no, but the, but what they were joking over, though. What were they joking over? Oh, they was, they were. Mr. Mr. was saying how he, pretty much how he slept with her first. Oh, yeah. They were, they were like over. I had her and you had her. That's all that matters that we had her. Now we Eskimo brothers. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, what? I'm sorry. I don't think that's culturally appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Better not get canceled. Not, not over Eskimo Brothers. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Got that edit button on. on. 
fixing in post. I think it's spe- specifically the Eskimo, not the Eskimo brothers. I just want to point that out. But <laughs> so now that what's the what's another any no, I'm just leaving. I'm just leaving. Uh, <laughs> so, but the second thing I want to point out when they were going through the letters, uh, or before they even got to the letters, on top of the letters were a bunch of like nudie pictures. <laughs> yeah, but they were of white women, and Shug goes. This don't look nothing like me. Damn him. (laughs) It's not even the fact that it's not her. Like, at least he can switch it, I guess. At least have black (laughs) one. This don't even look nothing like me. Damn him. (laughs) So, Celie starts reading the letters, and she hides them in books, right? Like, she, she, she gets so into reading that like, she doesn't hear Mr. calling her to come shave him. And then he, like, pops up and slaps her. And then, like, so now with her new knowledge that he'd been hiding Nettie's letters, and that's all she wanted. She didn't ask for much. Mm-mm. All she wanted was to hear from her sister all these years. Like, she even was like, maybe she did. Like, you know, because Nettie said that only de- death will keep her from her. So maybe she did die. And, like, Nettie just kind of, or Celie, sorry, Celie kind of made peace with it almost. But that's the only thing she ever wanted. That and running off with Suge, right? Yep. Just just freedom to make a choice, even. Yeah. And now she find out that this asshole been keeping these letters all these years. Rage. And and then he came up and, like, like while she was reading one of the letters, like, smacked the hell out of her. Like, I think she, he, like, I don't know, she, her nose was bleeding or something. Like, he smacked yeah. the shit out of her. And now I got to come shave you? <laughs> Rage. Rage will cure all fear. So Celie sets her mind to kill Mr. with the straight razor. And like that whole scene, she building it up. And he's like, hey, you ain't done sh- uh, sharpening that razor yet. <laughs> Every time he made another comment, you could see like the anger welling up right? in her eyes. <laughs> but yeah, so she starts to shave him. But then Suge runs in and stops her. <laughs> I guess she was out somewhere. Shug was out somewhere. She asked one of the random ass kids, like, where, where's Celia? Where's Celia? She <laughs> fixed it. Shave, mister. And, like, just. Oh, the... that motherfucker gonna die. Yeah, right? She, she's... <laughs> she's like, not today. That's, that's where you know your friend. Man, right? Like, she's been reading all these letters and she mad at him for keeping them from him? Oh, mm. nah. I need to get over there. She's been reading letters for weeks. Right? <laughs> Oh, man, Shug been there the whole time. What business? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she, I think she did kind of like, she was like a traveling, like, she was like on tour. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't she know. performed a little bit there. So there's yeah. a chance she was kind of yeah. going around. Because I think that's the way a lot of the tour musicians used to do, is they didn't go from like New York to New Jersey and such. They go to a place, play a few shows in town. And then head to the next place. Yeah. And do the same thing. It was a little bit easier to navigate. You couldn't get away with it right now. People are too closed in about, oh, you just played in, like, you just played a town away a week ago. Like, so it was a week ago and you I didn't know come. that's right. Cause that's, I've, I've heard uh, people who shall not be named not get guests for place that shall not be named because that guest was at a (laughs) that guest was at another convention within a 300 mile radius within the last six months and there's always uh there's contracts that that mess that up too Mm. but yeah so uh (laughs) mr mans was shook 
when when he realized what happened, and like he stood up and he just looked at like Seely holding the blade and Suge holding Seely. Yeah, and, like he touches his neck and he's like, all he could do was go, "Damn woman, <laughs> <laughs> women, re- am I right?" Man, when he realized that, he almost got his neck slit. <laughs> that's one would be. That's the that was the change in 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 Seely. That that was the, yep. the mm-hmm. right yeah, there. She, she got that that that. You ain't gonna make me let me make decisions. I'm gonna make a big one. Cause there's if you go all the way back to when they were younger, like before Whoopi comes in, before the time skip, uh, and the younger actress was playing Seely, and uh, Nettie was teaching her how to read. At some point, she goes or Harpo like runs. She's hanging sheets, and Harpo runs through the sheets and knocks them on the ground. And Nettie's like, you need to stop letting these kids run run all over you. And she's like, that's just the way it is. And Nettie's like, now nah, you got to fight back. And then I think Sophia says it at some point that you need to, oh yeah, mm-hmm. the, you got to bust Mister's head open. <laughs> so like, you know, they was, you know, they were saying throughout the movie, like, you too meek, you got to, you know, fight back. And this was her fight back moment, and Mister was <laughs> that fight back moment turned to a whole murder. Look. And like Shug, Shug didn't want her to send her soul. She's like, nah, he ain't worth it. He ain't worth it. Well, she didn't say all that. She was just like, this this razor ain't sharp enough. It's <laughs> like, uh, that look, 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 look a little bit, look, look a little bit dull to me. <laughs> but everyone knew what just happened. And she didn't take her eyes off of hell. Silly was focused. <laughs> I think he saw the look in her eyes. Was like, uh, I need to start asking questions. with please at the at, at the end. <laughs> Oh, man. So, at a family gathering, and this is when, you know, it continues. At a family gathering, Celie speaks up against Mr. and his years of abuse to the delight of Shug. And this fighting spirit also brings back Sophia's old self. Well, no, no, even before that, Shug told Mr. that she was taking, she was leaving and taking Celie with her. No, this is, this, yeah, Shug, Shug says it first. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's at it's the same scene. Shug, okay. It starts out with Shug saying that she gonna take... Seely, and then he's like, "She ain't go nowhere." And then Seely speaks up, and then Sophia comes back from the dead and speaks up, and then freaking squeak. Because she, because she, because uh, she, Sophia told uh, told him that 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 moment she had, yeah, she's about to give up. And then Seely helped her in the grocery store. Yeah, she's like, "I thought about this all those years." Yeah, how nice you were to me in the, in the store. I ain't never forget it. Sophia here now. Sophia back now. Yeah, she back now. She's and she even said it. She like every every important she woman just just went on like they got cranked to eleven for this scene. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Mister Mister's dad still talking shit the still, whole time. Still talking. Shit. <laughs> no, but look how how quick he he switched sides. But he kept going back and forth. He would talk shit about him a bit, but then literally be like, well, that's good. it's good to hear Sophia like this, though. Because <laughs> after he said, yeah, we need some order around here. Yeah. He like mess. Me. That's y'all what that is. Me. Honestly, that's that's old energy. Like, look, I, um, I used that's to right, work That's right, because he's old, old at that point. Yeah. Like, I don't give a damn about nobody. Like, you going to talk shit, but then like you also understand that you, you need them to feed you. So my first job was a retail job, and I was working in like the luggage section, or at least that's one of the sections that I, you know. And this old dude, this old military dude comes in, and he had a sale flyer, or not the whole sale flyer. He just ripped out the suitcase he wanted and crumbled it up in his pocket and he pulled it out and he was like 
I want this one. I was like, all right, uh, I don't think we, I think we sold out of it. And he's like, go check in the back. And I said, all right, no problem. I'll go check in the back for you. I already know if it, because the way the sales work is we put everything we have out because we already know it's going to sell out. So if it ain't out anymore, it's gone. So I went in the back and I, I don't know, checked my phone or something, uh, whistled, (laughs) came back. And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. We're all out. And he was like, what you mean we all out? And I was like, I didn't see none back there. He was like, go check again. You're lying. And I was like, what you mean? He's like, go check again. And I was like, sir, there's none back there. It's a, the sale already sold out. And he was like, you know what? Sick of you. All you little motherfuckers care about is eating, sleeping, fucking, and Xbox. <laughs> and he started ranting, right? And I was just staring at him. And then he ended ranting with, you know what? You are right, though. So... I understand. <laughs> let me let me go home and see if I can yell at somebody he to got, cook me some he food. Got bad grandkid energy. <laughs> Look, I have been laughing about that for that's incredible though. For, for fifteen years, just all you little motherfuckers care about is eating, sleeping, <laughs> fucking an Xbox. <laughs> he got grandkids. He's sick of He's sick of his whole family. He's, he pulled out that picture of the suitcase. I want this one. <laughs> I got grandkids. They ain't shit. And then the grandkid come over. Here, here $20. Go get me a fifth and bring me back my change. <laughs> That's a good boy. And what? You just he said, said, let me go home and yell at somebody to see if they make me some food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <sighs> this is this is the big scene Uh where you know the confrontation finally happens, you know, we two hours some change into the movie, Seely fighting back, and uh, Mister's like, "Now what wrong with you?" And Seely's like, "You a low down dirty dog, that's what." <laughs> and he's like, "Of course your daddy." <laughs> Wait, hold on, I forgot who actually said this part. Of course your daddy ain't nothing but some dead horse shit. Oh no, Harpo <laughs> says something. He tries to defend him. He tries to defend uh, Mister and. <laughs> To Harpo, Seeley says, of course your daddy ain't nothing but some dead horse shit. Like, she just opened the floodgates. And, like, Harpo says some shit, Mr. says some shit, and Mr.'s like, uh, well, you ain't getting none of my money. And Seeley's like, did I ask for anything? Did I ever ask you for anything? Even and your hand in marriage. Even your hand in marriage, I didn't ask for that. And Mr.'s like, now, he, now you know you hurt now. And he's like, well, you're ugly, you're skinny, you're shaped funny, and you're too scared to open your mouth to people, and you <laughs> you ain't never that good of a cook anyway. <laughs> like, bro, you, you done dug too deep. Y'all it's coming back. Eat, look, y'all probably eat the meal look, that she cooked. Right, right. And then the dad goes, well, she's a lot better than your first wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we get Seeley's I curse you until you do right by me. Everything you think about is going to crumble. And then he goes, you can't curse nobody. You're black. You're poor. You're ugly. You're a woman. You're nothing at all. Man, he he set himself up for all kinds of, oh, of my madness. Goodness. Look, like, trust me, she had 40 years of, I don't want to say hatred, but like ammunition right just just charged and this and this all coming out into a curse Mm-mm. look i i don't know all the workings of the universe and all that but one thing i believe in is energy and she had 40 years worth of negative energy stored up to just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and you she know what had a spirit bomb wait right <laughs> <laughs> 
all the women stuck their hands up in the air. You know, I forgot. One of my favorite parts of this is like not she, everybody got theirs because she she snapped on Harpo. She snapped on Mister. She even turned to the kids and was like, "Y'all, y'all never treat me right. All y'all were bad as shit." And like she even looked at one of the random little ones. <laughs> the little kid in that scene was like, "What the fuck, I do? I don't even know that kid's name. They, that kid ain't never. That kid didn't even have any lines." And she still looked at him and was like, "You too." She's, she's, Celie Snub said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, cool. fuck you. (laughs) I'm out. The Sophia was the you're cool part. (laughs) And then, yeah, and even like Squeak was like, I'm leaving with Shug too. Also, my name ain't Squeak, it's Mary Agnes. (laughs) The look on Harpo's face, like, the what? It was like the first time he heard that. This is it's that time. It's it is that time and place when a person would be known by only their nickname from everyone around. I mean, look at look at earlier in the movie where when uh, Suge oh, called him Albert the first Albert, time, and Seely was like, Seely was like, Albert. Albert. <laughs> he kept saying it too. Well, she was laughing to herself. Albert. <laughs> like to her, it was this whole time his name been Mister. His name is Mister Johnson. Mister. <laughs> the she audacity came. of someone to name a child Mister. <laughs> uh, good name here, uh, Mister Mister Johnson. I what? Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, so Shug and Grady drive away and they take Celie and Mary with them. And it was like, oh, finally made it out the hood. <laughs> Started at the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> so years later, now we're wrapping it up. This is the last 20 minutes of the movie that I said that I remember vividly. <laughs> uh, years later, Mr. has come to become a lonely drunk and he let his home and farm fall into ruin, right? And... Upon Seely's father's passing, she finally learns that from Nettie's letters that he was not their biological father at all. Uh, when their mother died, his property was legally inherited to Seely and Nettie because it was the mother's property. And the home and the shop that had belonged to her biological father had passed down to Seely now. Also, that means that her children, the two children that got taken away, two babies, aren't her siblings. They are not redneck babies. Yes. All yeah. right. And so, like, he, she she goes to the, uh, Celie goes to the father's funeral. I think he's just credited as Pa Harris or something like that. And his last wife, who was also young, you know, surprise, surprise, Oof. was there. And she asked her, how did he die? She's like, on top of me. Mm-mm. Like, bro. What a way to go. Uh, it's your old ass. I mean, that's fucked up, but I guess it's more trauma for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely. So, yeah. So, Celie uh, begins to operate a tailor shop. Harpo makes amends with Sophia, and now they run the bar together, and Suge still performs there when she comes to town. Uh, and one day, she's singing there, and, and hears the choir singing from her father's church. So, I'm glad you brought the father up before, because I, I mentioned that. Uh, and, like, something comes over her. And she starts singing a song from the church. God's going to tell you something. And she heads over. She brings everybody from the juke joint over to the church. Yep. <laughs> and singing the whole way and just busting to the church singing. Muscle, <laughs> she, she muscle gut singing too. Yep. You God. can hear her from like a block and a half away. The girl in the choir was like, who, who, who out the there JoJo and the me? tried right? to keep up, but she could not. <laughs> she could not. 
<laughs> it's funny. She in the choir hearing it like, whoa. And she, you can tell she coming. Oh, Lord, she coming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the song is God's Gonna Tell You Something. And this scene is intercut with Mr. Getting the Letter from uh, the U.S. Uh, was it Immigration, immigration and Naturalization. Natural- yeah. Immigration Naturalization Service addressed to Seeley from Nettie because they were, they were technically stuck in Africa because they were there so long and i guess back then they didn't keep good records well not to mention that the the uh the village they were in was basically destroyed yeah so any documents they had were probably there oh yeah she did say that like all the buildings were down in seconds so they were having a hard time getting back to the u.s because of that so remember and you know they're singing the god's gonna tell you something song and like mr catches the holy ghost or something like god god warmed his heart because he read that letter and decided to finally do right like it finally hit him because uh we see like the, the the farm is a mess the house is a mess he just like his dad comes over at some point and he's just laying on the floor drunk it's all it's a wrap right and then he even says it like ain't no kids in the house no more the, the house is dead and he's just depressed <laughs> Seely's curse came true and so he was like well I might as well do something nice for once in my life. And he went and got his secret stash of money because we already saw that he was out of money around the house. And he paid to get their affairs in order so that they can, Nettie and the children could come come back to America. Just a, a whole come up, come up, coming around of like focusing on you, on the things you've done wrong and trying to change. Yeah, because he, he hit rock bottom. Remember, you said it. He, he couldn't even take care of himself. Uh, he wanted that mm-hmm. purse to stop. Right, because <laughs> that's what he wanted. Everybody done left him. He stink. House stink. Clearly, he missed the food. <laughs> uh, even the, fo- the the father came over and was like, "Hey, man, you ain't shit." And he was like, "You right. <laughs> you right. Messed up." Uh, uh, that point when the dad comes over, and he's just like, "He's like, you know what you need is a young woman." A young woman. And he's like, "You you can go." <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, Dad has Dad has suggested that multiple times. Yep, and, and this time like, he's like, "Nope." And you know what's funny? Dad seems like he's a little bit better with Sophia over there running things. He's yeah, he, he was he, he was doing right. <laughs> he's like, you, "You need a good, a good young woman." So, all right, Dad. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right I got you. Okay. It's like that didn't work out the last time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he finally did something good. And then we get the scene, the whole movie's been building towards Celie and Nettie's reunion. So like, while Mr. watches from a distance, uh, Celie and Nettie and the children reunite, and the two sisters bond over, like, you know, their little hand-clapping game, their patty-cake game, uh, from when they were kids, and uh, it was real beautiful. And that, that was the fourth time I cried. <laughs> <laughs> Nettie! Celie! <laughs> <laughs> she was so happy like it was everybody there was no bad actors in this oh my goodness like everybody put their best foot forward and really like made the emotions like intensely believable Whoopi did such a good job like like especially like this i mean everything she did was great but like the daddy (laughs) and now i understand every single color purple reference Oh man, so that's the movie. Uh, all two hours and thirty-five minutes of it, <laughs> not nine hours, but yeah, it's so funny. Every single person ain't that movie three hours. 
<laughs> because it just seems so long. Especially when you watch it seven times. I mean, one one thing I did want to point out, I, I did bring up that uh, Whoopi was a comedian first, but that apparently that's how she got into this because mm-hmm. she had a ET joke, <laughs> and it, the word got around about her ET joke. So Steven Spielberg, I guess, and some people wanted like went to see her, and he liked her so much he wanted to put her in a movie. That's wild. You know he was crazy. For one ET joke is this isn't always the case as we know. But somehow it's easier for comedians to become dramatic actors than it is for That's very actors true. to be funny on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a good enough actor, you can do comedy, but still, that's somebody else writing your jokes. But, like, yeah. it's funny that someone who's good at jokes can become dramatic easier than, like, like Robin Williams, you know? I want to say that for me, knowing comedians and being a performer... I think it's because we're closer to rock bottom than some regular actors. I got you. Which is probably a stretch for some I people. Mean, they say, they but say like, a lot of comedians are, are on that, that mental depression borderline. Oh, no. Like, the amount of comedians I, I personally know that are mm-hmm. literally in therapy right now, yeah. the percentage is a lot higher than people think it's sad but it's a thing like because mm-hmm. it's also the same it's a similar thing to like i don't know if you ever heard like so i forgot who made this joke but they were saying i want to give my kids just enough trauma that they're funny but not mess them up <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember who said that <laughs> dang i don't remember who said that but i've heard that jesus like not not totally mess them up but just make them really funny <laughs> oh god <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so what was y'all's favorite aspect of the film? There are so many good lines in yeah. this movie. Like, it is is full of extremely good quotes. I've been uh, hearing these quotes my whole life, mm-hmm. and half of them I didn't realize was from this movie. <laughs> Whoop, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, the music, I like the music. Yeah, the music's really good. I like the balance between... Like I said, it's a really heavy movie, heavy subject matter, but man, it was funny. It really like, you know, that comedy and like the tender, not just comedy, but comedy and the tender moments is trifecta. The comedy, the tender moments, and then like the, the, the strong subject matter, like it pulled you through it all. Like, so I love that when you could find a movie that has that like balance or symbiosis or whatever, mm-hmm. the different parts. And I guess Steven Spielberg would be the one to do it since he's the, the Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> of directors, you know? Yeah. So that's good. Um, you guys got a favorite scene or quote? I kind of still think, well, okay, it's not a scene. It's not a quote, but it's like just a very funny thing that they did just enough to make it funny and then quit. Mm-hmm. Harpo falling through the roof. Oh, <laughs> It's gonna rain on your head. It's gonna <laughs> rain on you. Like I still, I can't not do it if I'm like out and I know it's gonna rain. That will pop in my head. That's inevitable. Mm-hmm. But uh, just thinking about also him just having to fix roofs so often and then falling through them. It's just like <laughs> just can't catch a break. Oh man, uh, Kareem. Uh, well, favorite. I was favorite scene. You can do uh, both. 
either, whichever. Oh. Well, I guess my favorite scene was the uh was Suge um reunited with her dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh where he Girl, finally um because I, cause I, you know me, I love a good music scene. I, lo- okay. I love a good, uh, a music, uh, everything is coming right scene. You know, I, I, she was that... singing one song, stopped when she heard the the noise from the church. Yeah, and, was, and then it, she, I don't know, the spirit started walking, <laughs> <laughs> or it started moving in her, and she she went and whispered to Lawrence Fishburne, and it was all right, we out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody with her. Whole 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 spot. <laughs> Bust up in the church. <laughs> I got you. You got a quote? No, no quotes. No no quotes. All no these notes. quotes. You don't go. <laughs> no, I mean right, there's I a lot. There's a lot of good ones though. I got you. Because there's two. so there's so many. Yeah. Just, just and plus over the years you just kinda know them all. I got you. Tim, he didn't watch the movie again. Well, you've seen it enough that he was on. <laughs> I did not. I can, I can recite he's, this movie. He said he's seen it all the way through five to six times. Oh, no. So, I, I probably only seen it about three times. Well, four, I guess, now. Growing up in a, a black household. With the... This was one of my Whoopi Goldberg tapes. I recorded almost all of the movies that she had on HBO. And even okay. though... I hate Oprah. I liked her in this role. Did we get into why you oh, hate Oprah? I forgot. She's not, she's not for black people. And she gaslights. I don't like how she did Michael Jackson and then continued to do Michael Jackson. So okay. That's me. She, she I'm not going to die on Oprah. She only positively interviews white people. Mm. Black people, she will bring negative and try to, and try to pull you down in some way. And uh, with the whole Maui thing recently... That wasn't how great. how yeah, that's not she look. gaslit everybody in her little apology. She all like, oh, I think we should all know, we should you, all help each know, other. Like, it, sir. it makes me feel sorry for people that don't know who they are. What has that got to do with what you did? Yeah, but but mm. she she's she's not for black people. She she's not. But okay. uh, to to bounce off the Oprah thing, if I could do one last weird little thing in there, you can't have Oprah without Gail, and I'll be damned if Gail is not in this movie. <laughs> Gail King is in the church in this movie. Wait, for real? For real. I'm not I making, a, making joke. a joke. That's I'm not making a joke. Gail yes. is all the way. We got Oprah and Gail all the way back. All the way to back this to 1985. Her first movie. Funny. Oprah's first movie. I got to bring Gail. Who's going to pump my gas? <laughs> <laughs> not pump my gas. That's funny. Wow. Okay. But I, no, Oprah can't stand. I mean, there's there's a whole lot. So I don't know. I don't really know which one's my favorite. Just the first ones that's going to pop in my head is Harper. Who this woman? <laughs> and she, oh and she got. I'm telling you, she likes to cut. I am telling you, she likes to cut up. And maybe it was in the story that the woman had a high voice, but she didn't have to go that far. Her voice is already a little high. That's funny. Oh man! And then threw straight into the water. <laughs> Uh, who's the MVP character? Uh, I would say Seely sister. Nettie? All right. Nettie. She had them kids and, the, and wrote them letters. She was true to her word. Yeah, you can't she brought, beat that. She brought them kids home. She raised her sister's kid. Yeah, and brought them home. Oh my goodness, you're right. I was going to say Shug, but you're right. She them down across the nation. Dang. She didn't have nothing 
she didn't have no clothes, no money, barely education, but she did it. Wow. She got it done. She she taught them in Africa. She 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 raised them right. She brought them home. They had the Wakanda spears in the back just in case Mister <laughs> was tripping. <laughs> Nettie was uh, ready. Nettie was ready. Okay, you're right. Okay, we all in agreement. <laughs> yep. All right, not a fun one. Favorite character, but which character are you actually? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, favorite character, Suge. All right. Because Suge looked out. Suge, yeah. yeah. Suge, Suge looked her, out. And, and her way, she looked out. Yeah. It's a bad tie between Suge and uh, Albert's dad. <laughs> and I, th- I, think, I think I would be Nettie. All right. Because I, cause I, oh, I, I would indeed. look out. I would look out. Hmm. I can't think of what character I could be. Or oh. Shook's husband. I'm, I'm just I'm just here for the good. Is this your family? Okay, let's when we how long we stay? <laughs> I do know who stay? I am. I, I got it. But yes, uh, a tie for me characters wise between Suge Avery and uh Albert's dad. Albert's dad was a mess, but he owned it. Yeah. Um uh, but then my the character I probably am is uh Larry Fishburne. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's a musician, just uh, he's in the a musician. Corner. He's he knows when to get out of dodge, <laughs> and he he's back you up. Because that whole that whole scene where they were moving the piano, he sure yeah. wasn't helping move he the piano, helping. but he, he was, was the piano. he provided inspiration. <laughs> he was, was playing the soundtrack for Harpo pulling the. We building the juke joint. Like <laughs> he building the juke joint. You just helping carry stuff here and there. That's funny. Oh man, favorite character I think is Shug, and it's funny that none of us is going to pick any of the bad men. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I would be Lawrence Fishburne, just quiet in a corner. Yep. <laughs> but I'm there. I'm still like he, like he, he was there in the Christmas scene. Like he, he's yeah. a part. He's a he's a family friend. Like he's a part of the community. He's is there. he possibly the only uh, positive male role model in the movie? <laughs> I th- I uh, think so. Um, well, could, technically, you, if technically you Grady get... too, but Grady Grady didn't really do. He wasn't bad, but he all yeah. he, he was just there. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd say Grady's good because he was kind of long for the ride. Like he was supporting mm-hmm. his wife. He, yeah. he was supporting he was, his, he wife. his wife. So yeah, he 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 knew when to when to pack up and go. Yeah, so it was it was Lauren uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Grady were the were the two dudes that <laughs> weren't complete pieces of shit. Yeah, I don't think Lawrence was at all because he he grabbed the kids and he was yeah. always trying to help. Yeah, and he even stuck by Raggedy Harpo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a good friend, but also like you know, he's that friend like he can't fix your scruples. Yeah. <laughs> he he. Well, back then everybody was a piece of shit, probably. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it seems like everybody's in that in that town. Because yeah. mm. you got you got you got the religious leader ignoring your daughter. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to get not, a little bit let's real. Let's well, past uh, that. Let, uh, let's 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 dig down a little deeper. Religious re- leader uh, letting grown men marry children. Yep. Because that was the same preacher. Yep. <laughs> let's, let's start there. Mm. Well, <laughs> Georgia, Georgia. What? No good people in that oh, village man. at all. Poor, poor, poor woman. Air yeah. all, all of them. Yeah. Damn. They just trying to survive. Yeah, but favorite sugar or, or Sophia 
and I, I'm I hope I'm Lawrence Fishburne. I know I'm not Mister. I know I'm not Pa Harris. Now <laughs> I would hope. I I could be a little bit of Harpo, but not the bad part of Harpo. I don't want to claim it. I'm not. I ain't hit nobody. <laughs> You, you ain't convincing what? me to, to to lay a hand on my wife, <laughs> even if she's scrappy. You you married <laughs> Sophia. You you can't you you gotta behave. <laughs> he said, or at some point, Seely said that like he hit Harpo, Sophia, or no, Harpo hit Sophia. Sophia hit back, and they just kept going. And in between it all, three babies came. <laughs> <laughs> like man that's yeah. a bit much you put that in a weird way huh because yeah. it's like they, they beat the hell out of each other but they, they still life it wasn't all bad huh right <laughs> shout out steven spielberg because <laughs> this is jurassic park it <laughs> is. Yeah. all right oh uh, man but yeah uh last thing i'm gonna do is personal awards just because the fucking oscars didn't give them shit uh, I'm gonna give one to Steven Spielberg because never in a million years would I have thought that a white dude directed this movie. No. <laughs> so yeah. So, so so to you, for you, it's not a problem that he directed this movie. No, it because it came out good. Did due due diligence? Yeah, he did. That's what it is. Due diligence. He he talked to the right people. He consulted because I can't imagine that he. There's no reason for him to know how to execute this properly. How to yeah. show black woman in the proper light? All that stuff, right? Because because there was that 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 um stuff in the in, in social media where people were were I guess when it was they, they were quote, saying unquote, that found out. Yeah, and they're like, nah, this is wrong. And it's like, okay, but the movie you didn't you didn't know. Right. Right? Like, you spent years not knowing. As long as your the due diligence is done and it's handled with tact and care and respect respectfully, I don't see a problem with things like this happening. Like a man making a movie about women, uh, you know, a white person making a movie about a black movie yeah, as long as you gotta do the right yeah you do the work it's fine but if you do it and you and you do it wrong then oh well that's some shit like that weird, weird example i don't know if the gran turismo movie is, is uh probably any good because it sounds like they didn't really do as much consulting as you would think with like race people even though it's a gran turismo movie and it's about like real life racing i've heard there's some like about it so yeah oh, it's, like, it's, like it's, if you can't do that with that why why do I trust you to do for the same it to be a true story like, you know, it, it it fell off it it didn't it, it, it didn't this is the first time I'm hearing negative reviews about it it was all right oh ain't watch it yet so see you can't do a movie like that when fast and the furious exists anyway you go make a movie grounded and <laughs> you go make a movie that's about a video game racer and ground I, it in reality I get it it's like need for speed underground versus like Forza Motorsport, or I mean, I guess Gran Turismo. Like, yeah, one is more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, one might be more accurate and better, but one got Lil John on the menu. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and not that elevator Did you peep that it was all rap music in the menus, but rock music in when racing? Anyway, oh, interesting. <laughs> that's just that's, in the first one. That's so uh, good. Did y'all have any awards? Uh, I would like to give an award to the music director for making each version of Sister sound individual because there was the brand new version that felt less polished. Mm. It felt like a little open, a little airy. And then 
There was the version she did later when you could tell she had been doing it a ton and ton of times when it felt really, really static and strong. Mm-hmm. And then there's the recorded version that feels just like something I fight with all the time when I make a recording. There's only so many things. You can't put all of the emphasis that you would put in a live version in a recorded version. And it has to be so clean and neat to make it like consumable that sometimes people just don't realize how much work goes into making it sound that good. So all three versions of the, of the song that appear in the movie, like they feel different to me because of that. So okay. like hats off to the whoever was in charge of music for really make. I mean, it was just for me apparently, but they were like sitting in their room going, "Tim's gonna listen to this in thirty years. He could be like real critical. I'm gonna have to work hard." <laughs> Somebody said, "Who's Tim?" And he went, "Huh?" Oh, <laughs> uh, do you have one cream or did you already go? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'll give it a word to Steven. This just was. Cause I, I'll be honest. I'm I'm uh usually don't like mm. black movies uh, directed by white people. Because they're usually, usually, I mean, fair to be fair, trash. usually you can tell, right? But yeah. no, this, this, this to the point, like to your point, it, it says something where it goes this long, and people just now find it out. Yeah, that wait, Steven, hold up, Steven, what? What? <laughs> to me, that says something. That says that a lot. wasn't Mario Van People's daddy. No, <laughs> no? that wasn't Jordan Peele. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, anything. Uh, final thoughts. Any in, in conclusions? Anything you haven't said that you want to say? No, this, no, this was a good movie. I'm not watching it no more in my life. <laughs> I am done with this movie. That's fair. Uh, you, it's not just one you put on while you. Uh, I I refuse. Is going on the shelf next to Hereditary. <laughs> okay. Never touching it again. Not looking <laughs> at it. If you say you want to watch this movie, you do it in your house. <laughs> Tim, just it's a it's a good movie. All right. Uh, well, let's just do ratings then. How many cabbages, Kareem? I'll give it a yam. It's a yam. Can I get to the yams? <laughs> but no, this is this is a great movie. I I honestly believe this is a a black staple. Movie. Yeah. I understand now. I understand. There, because I, I'm, because I'm trying to explain to another friend younger. There mm. are black staple movies that yeah. you just have to see as a black person to make yourself a whole black person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but uh, but no, he he's still refusing to watch stuff like this. Oh, I got yeah, you. Any, disc, any... disc. One day, it'll click. One day. That's the other thing that kind of bugs me about the whole, like, we not watching no movies with black trauma thing. I understand. I get it. But some of y'all didn't watch none to begin with. And, y'all and need I to. fucking know it. And you need yeah. like, like, I, you, you need know. to. We ain't watching no movies with black but, trauma no more. But you watch The Shining. Um, anyway, but yeah. <laughs> but you said Taxi Driver is one of the best movies of all time. Uh, <laughs> uh. I see. I see. I peep. Because because when, when you tell me you you don't get the importance of of Black Panther movie. Yeah, like like okay, you're missing a lot look, of history. I'm not. I'm not saying it got to be your favorite movie, but you have to understand what that did. Right. Like, mm-hmm. did you were, were you not in the theater opening weekend when like just just what like when Killmonger throws him T'Challa off the waterfall and every black person in theater. Exhales and they're like because oh, they they held their breath the whole fight like it's little things like that like 
Anyway. And I and I believe that it's it's just you're missing movies like this in your life. Because yeah. you don't have that that history. I got you. Tim? Um I'm gonna skew my regular rating thing for the recommending. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna skew oh, that cool. out of the way. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the numbers. Okay. I'm gonna give this a nine point nine out of ten. Okay. Uh I don't normally use numbers, but like like you said, everything's there. The music, the skewing together comedy and the tragedy. Uh, all the contextual things that I learned, I've like really figured out. Which I think is out, a very like, black recently. thing when you think mm-hmm. about it. Like, oh black, no, like that's the that like, is why, the experience. Why are black people so funny? Because mm-hmm. and it's like you know we we done been through a lot of stuff and like you, you have you to gotta, be. you gotta laugh through some of it. You yeah. got to. If you laugh it'll, too hard, you have to run. It'll eat you. It'll eat you, it'll eat you alive. <laughs> if you're laughing hysterically, something's wrong with you. No, you he, he, he said you black react. <laughs> You can't sit still and laugh hard. You gotta <laughs> You gotta go in the other room to laugh hard. Oh, oh, another another fact about this movie. Mm-hmm. This too had more music than Chevalier. I knew you were I was waiting for it. Anyway. <laughs> continue, Tim. So not not but, nine point nine. But uh, nine point nine, one of the best movies there's been in a long time. Mm-hmm. If you have to watch a black struggle movie. I'd prefer you do this than a slave movie. Yeah, because it's not technically a slave movie. I mean, they weren't yes. actually slaves. It's post-slavery, mm-hmm. but they're still struggling. It encompasses yeah. a lot of what black people went through, a lot of what black women were doing, because even throughout the sh- that struggle, they were still fighting almost yeah. just as hard because they were subjugated on a different level. Yeah. You know, colonialism has its hand in everything. Yep. Is this what Tyler Perry was trying to do in his last movie? What's his last movie? That one that was on Netflix, uh, something about a Bayou or something. Oh no, I didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody watched it. I mean, I think that episode going back to Atlanta, that episode where they spoofed Tyler Perry. Yes, it's funny, he was but happy. It, it's. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful because a lot of people either they're dumb or they're lazy or they just don't get to that point to understand nuance and it's either a i love tyler perry or i hate tyler perry thing and it's like no nah, it's a nuance thing where yes he can improve his quality while still doing good in the community kind of uh, thing well, like yeah so, you know like and that atlanta made the joke like he was like you're, you're a bad director he's like i'm a philanthropist like you know like <laughs> both can be true i don't even think he's that he i i anyway Back mm-hmm. to this. Uh, I'm at least going to give it a 9 out, out of 10, which is a masterpiece for me. Did it change my life? At the moment, it does. But sometimes I got to wait and feel like if it really... I think it can get that 10 out of 10, though. I just have to sit and think about it some more. I watched this in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it has such a significance. I, I'm i not against 10 out of 10 at all. I'm just thinking about it. But yeah. I was going to say I would buy the DVD, but like I said, it's always been in my collection. It's always been in my collection. Uh, yeah. So that's the show, guys. Uh, plugs. No. None. Don't follow Kareem. Uh, Tim. Same thing as always. D&D Sluggers this, D&D Sluggers that. I put an EP out last month, and I've been adding more songs to it. It's sadder than it's ever been, but in a in a in a somber, sullen, reflective way, not in a like "Where's my hug?" way. Yeah, uh, sad in a beautiful way. Like I, I was uh, listening to it. I'm not like, man. I really need to like. I gotta drive down North Carolina right now and save him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, the emphasis being on this this winter time of ours is rough, and we should all just sort of reach out a little bit. But mm-hmm. check that out, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, in or not SoundCloud, but uh, Spotify is about to dump. I won't make any money off Spotify next year. They're, you have to have, have a thousand plays to what? get any money on any song. Thousand plays. I think it might have even been a thousand plays a month. So I'm not going to make no money. Well, that's wild. Um, I, I average like 75 plays a month. And that's over my entire catalog. It's not been, it's never been great for me. It's going to be worse next year. I won't make any money. So Bandcamp, Patreon, uh, I'm not to the point where I need anybody to uh, Venmo me $5 every three weeks. But uh, definitely, if you want to help out with musicians nowadays, you really need to share share their music with other people. Don't listen to them on your Spotify playlist if you absolutely have to. Find it, find any anything else pays better than Spotify. YouTube pays better than Spotify. Okay. Or just buy their music directly. If they got any kind of merch, t-shirts, whatever. You don't like t-shirts, buy one for your friend and give it to them. Like simple stuff. We're, we're like glorified t-shirt salesmen, so help us out. All right, guys, and you can follow the podcast at SGBK Podcast on Threads, on Blue Sky. Email us at sgbkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we start our holiday movies next week. I think the first one up is Jingle All The Way. It's not a tumor. <laughs> I didn't look and see where it's streaming yet, but Christmas time is here yet. <laughs> Interesting fact. What's up? I am not a holiday movie fan. Oh, you finna be because we got to get you on some of these episodes. So. <laughs> I'm barely a holiday person. My my birthday's in the middle of all this mess. Oh, man. Let's see if we can find a holiday movie I like. Yeah. Okay. Up. All right. Maybe all right. you just got to enjoy it with us. Like Maybe that's the key. Just drink some eggnog. All right, y'all. I'm going to go find some food. Yeah, same here. Everybody take care. Bye.